Hello, I'm Montana. And I'm Samantha. And you're listening to Reaper Tales. And today we have a special episode for you. First off, Samantha and I are in the same place. No, we're not recording in the same room, but we are in the same house. We've learned our lesson. But we're not allowed to be in the same room. That very true. Uh, but we are doing a joint episode, and we are covering what lurks below. And it's covering cryptids from where we both live, and their water cryptids. But before we get started, me, what are we drinking? <laughs> <laughs> so today, glad we're, you asked. I'm glad <laughs> you asked me. Uh, today we're drinking the sea monster cocktail. Very apt. Uh, you're going to take one and a half ounces of spiced rum. We used the Kraken because that was what was available to us. But obviously. (laughs) But also obviously. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, two ounces of grapefruit juice. We just got juice. And two ounces of ginger beer and one fourth to one half one half ounce of uh, grenadine. You're going to mix the spice rum, grapefruit, and grenadine together and then pour on your ginger beer. To taste. To taste. Apparently, somebody thinks it needs more ginger beer, but we won't name who it is. No need. They know who they are. They know who they are. But (laughs) here we go. Cheers. Cheers. Ah. Tasty. Right, good. So Samantha's going to go first. Sam, what is your creature that lurks below? My creature is called the Kusa River Monster, also known as the Kusa River Loch Ness Monster. Uh, I didn't have a lot of sources this time because um, uh, most of the ones that I, most of the sites I found kind of said the same thing. But the idea came from the book, one of the books that I had gotten to get ideas um, and it worked really well. There's so many different ones in this book. So if you are at all interested in crazy lore and cryptids, all of that, um, it is Alabama Lore by Will Elric. And then I got a good bit from the GadstonMessenger.com, NorthwestGeorgianews.com, CryptoZoo-Org. OSCity.blogspot.com and www.al.com. So I wouldn't say this is a case as tale as old as time, but it has been around since the late 1800s and early 1900s. And there's actually been some horror stories even resurfacing during the late uh, 50s and early 60s. There's a few things here and there, but that's the two main time periods. Uh, There were, the very first ones are in the very early 1800s. Just for some information for those of you that aren't from Alabama or familiar with the river that I'm speaking about, it's a very well-known river in Alabama. Uh, But a good description I found was on the CryptoZoo website. The Coosa River is a tributary of the Alabama River in the states of Alabama and Georgia. The river is about 280 miles long, and around 90% of the Coosa River's length is located in, the, in Alabama. The Muscogee, or Creek, and Cherokee peoples who lived along the Coosa River before they were driven west told stories of seeing monstrous serpents and other creatures in the river. The stories became real in the 1800s when several people reported seeing something huge in the river. Became real, quote-unquote, because it wasn't just stories told amongst the tribes. By indigenous people? Yeah, basically. (laughs) So the first real report of the creature was in a documented letter in 1816. In the letter, several settlers of St. Clair County near Ten Islands said they had killed a sea creature that had been found sick, half on the shore and half in the water. When they cut the animal open, they found an indigenous person, his canoe, a deer, a bow with arrows, and a rifle. While there was no description of the animal itself, which 
odd. The townspeople apparently believed it had gotten sick from the rifle when it had eaten it and it had poisoned the body. So, oh, okay. It had an ant, it had a person, a canoe, a deer, a bow with arrows, and a rifle. All right. Uh, that sounds like my um, starter for a meal an appetizer. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Step up. <laughs> the, uh, the next report was uh, 60 years later, June 8th, 1877. A local newspaper printed a story about a creature seen by a respected citizen named Marcus L. Foster. It said that while in the vicinity of Ball Play Creek, he had seen a quote-unquote sea monster of the Coosa. This was no crazy person in town. He was none other than the first manager of Kyle's Opera House. Not a no manager. it was just it was specifically mentioned so i had to make a point because none of my managers have ever been crazy (laughs) not me at least (laughs) well well shut up carry on we don't talk about that he reported he was on the banks baiting hooks near the mouth of the creek when he saw what he thought to be a woman standing in the water with only about three to four feet of her body visible above the water as he drew closer, he realized his initial impression could not have been more wrong. Once he was Wait. within. Wait. With only three to four feet of her body. Right. They were like, that's tall. most of her body. <laughs> what are you talking about, sir? It's what the newspaper article said. I mean, I know that I'm short, but that is like, that would only my ankles would be in the water at that point. <laughs> well, for you, but like, even for me, three to four feet, I mean, it would be all of my legs, probably. So you would just see, like, maybe my waist up. But still, uh, yeah, three okay. to four, only three to four feet. Once he was within 50 yards, he found himself looking at a serpentine monster. But not wanting to appear crazy, he was initially hesitant to talk about what he had seen. Though once he told somebody, he quickly found out he wasn't alone. Other townspeople had seen a very similar creature. In 1862, so this was... 15 years before the newspaper article, a Miss Martin who had lived near Foster had also seen a monster around the same location. So she was just scared to tell anybody until after this article came out. Judge Lemuel Standifer also had an experience with this unknown creature while paddling in a rowboat near Rome, Georgia. He had heard a, he had heard a noise similar to rolling thunder, and when he turned around to look, he saw what appeared to be a serpentine head slowly sinking into the water, only about forty yards away from where he sat in his boat. Again, near Rome, a famous steamboat captain by the name of Captain J. M. Elliot told of a mysterious leviathan that was merely drifting along the water. He apparently reported seeing this creature three different times, once near Rome and two more times below center Alabama. When he's referring to the time in Rome, he was actually with the judge that I just mentioned as well. Okay. Did they happen to have anything that was rolled up and smoked? Or... <laughs> Funny you should ask. That comes up later. Oh, okay. No, but no, not the, these people don't mention that. I'm not saying it didn't happen. No, but They're too it respectful. Wasn't well, yeah, it, wasn't mentioned in the, it wasn't mentioned in the article, obviously. Green Raspberry reported seeing a strange black creature near the mouth of Willis Creek, where it swam. What? (laughs) Who? The name Green Raspberry. No, that's not an actual person. (laughs) I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) Green Raspberry or Raspberry, but yeah, I don't know. That's how it was reported. Okay. Where it swam between the banks of the Coosa River, splashing along the way. John Burgess reported an identical experience, and in addition to these stories, there were also three more reported appearances, but the people were unidentified in 1877. Sightings were all reported with a similar description, 15 to 25 feet long and covered with large fins, a serpentine creature with a head and neck, wait for it, a head and a neck that resembled a horse, with large pop-eyed eyes and a fiery red tongue that could be seen when it opened its mouth. That's just me on a Sunday morning. <laughs> I don't really understand what the problem is here. A head and a neck that resembled a horse. I guess that's where they're coming from, like the serpentine, because it's... Well, it kind of looks like a, what you would imagine a dragon looks like, I guess. Yeah, with minus the wings, I guess. Yeah. 
The last reported appearance was on June 25th. Some raftsmen said that they had seen the monster approximately two miles below Gadsden. So it was more than one person that saw it. For weeks, this was all the local people could talk about. As the story spread, people from other areas started to pile into town for a chance to see the mysterious creature. All over Etowah County, people flooded the Coosa <laughs> River, but left disappointed as no other sightings were documented. Despite this, the reporters for the local newspapers were sufficiently convinced as they warned parents to keep their children away during the summer, lest they be hurt or killed by the creature. Well, has the creature ever attacked anybody else? No. This is cryptid profiling. <laughs> In no way, shape, or form has it even seemed dangerous. I mean, uh, for all I could see, the sightings were just, it was basically going, like, swimming away. Outside of the the letter in 1816 that said he ate an indigenous person with all his stuff, but that's it. Okay, all right, well, whatever. Being rude <laughs> to the cryptid, but sure, let's go on. Profiling. Nothing more was said about the sightings until June 1882, when a possible explanation for the sightings was provided by a news reporter who had spent a long afternoon in a small rowboat on the Still River. Well, it says, suddenly he heard a bunch of noise, quote-unquote, near the eastern bank, about a mile and a half above the Broad Street Wharf. So I don't know where that is, but it's very specific. Okay. He saw a huge black mass rising from the waters. He stated the site was a thrilling one and well calculated to alarm anyone. According to the reporter, despite being startled, he looked closely, he looked closer only to realize that the mass was merely a large amount of leaves and weeds all lumped together. And his theory was apparently it was pushed up in the air by the gases from the bottom of the river beneath the mass. Or it was just me going skinny dipping. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, this was way back in 1882. How old are you? Listen, we won't get into it. it. Well, so now we know if you see it today, just keep that in mind. After this seemingly realistic explanation, the stories faded and there were no more reports of the sea monster that everyone had feared slash hoped that they would find. Yeah, that's because some dude was just like, you're all full of crap. Uh, it was just a bunch of debris. Or it, it was, was Montana gases. skinny dipping. It was gases from the the bottom of the river. Which, by the way, I don't even understand how. I've, I mean, I've seen gases come up from the bottom of a river. I've never seen them with that kind of power. Just I've saying. definitely seen them coming up from the river when my husband's in it. So. <laughs> I don't think that's the river's fault. Oh. So possible answers theories that have come up uh alabama has uh, a fish that's called an alligator gar and they can get very large the largest alligator gar recorded in alabama was 151 pounds the alligator gar dates back to when dinosaurs walked in north america their appearance heavy bodies and bony structure also make them a possible suspect but they have a very long narrow bony nose and that doesn't really match the description at all. If you, if that description's not good enough, they kind of resemble a saltwater barracuda with a mouthful of razor sharp teeth. You sounded very southern when you said barracuda. How are you supposed to say it? You're gonna contact. <laughs> you're gonna comment on my accent. <laughs> Let's talk about your accent. <laughs> I'm just messing. Miss North Carolina, that you, you do not sound like you're from North Carolina. It, my, you know what, my southern accent comes out sometimes with, with specific sometimes names. more than other. Yeah. Barracuda apparently sounds southern. That's a good one. I loved it. I loved it. Keep doing it. <laughs> I'm glad. I, this is that's my customer service voice for anybody who does not know. It gets very southern um, slash southern bell. Especially when somebody gets angry at me. Oh, the sweeter yeah. I sound, the, the worse they feel when they're mean to me. Oh, honey. It's okay. What do you need so me to do? sorry. <laughs> There's also sturgeon, who actually were very heavily populated species at the time of the reports. As well as alligators, which I don't know how many of you knew this, but we do have alligators in Alabama. I didn't and know And those that. have been reported on and off the river and the um, impoundment. 
so they have been seen in the Coosa River at, some, at times. And I don't know, you know, thinking about it in the 1800s, would settlers who were settling on the Coosa River, would they have ever seen an alligator? Probably not. Would they have ever seen a sturgeon or a gar? Probably not. And that was before these areas were heavily fished. So it's very possible there could have been some very old fish in the river. And, and that is something that they mistaken. Yet another possible explanation dates back to the 1830s. In 1834, while stories were still circula circulating about sea creatures in the river, fossils were being found of what appeared to be giant reptile-like creatures in Alabama near the Gulf of Mexico. And later they found them further north. Paleontologists stated that they were fossils of a prehistoric whale-like creature that fed on meat and grew as long as 70 feet. They named it, I'm going to guess, <laughs> Zooglodon. Later named Ooh. the state fossil. You've heard of it. You nailed it. <laughs> no. I was just thinking of like Megalodon. Yeah, I, saw, I thought the same thing when I saw it. <laughs> They later named the state uh, named the state fossil of Alabama. Its official name is Basilosaurus sedatides, which when it, I saw Basilosaurus, the first thing I thought was Basilis. Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> Everything always goes back to Harry Potter. But think about it too. Basilisk, that was a giant snake. Again, serpentine, same thing. It isn't known if any of these creatures could have lived in the 1800s on the Coosa River to cause the sightings and start legends. And the head didn't really seem to match the descriptions provided, but how do we know? We don't know. We don't. There's no way to know. It could have Except happened. it was me. <laughs> it's not you. Stop it. Stop <laughs> trying to take credit. And then I saved the best for last. Then there's Catzilla. No. I know what a cryptid within a cryptid, sort of. But could the serpent-like creature have simply just been a giant fish? I'm going to say probably no, but <laughs> it's a story that's worth mentioning. I couldn't leave it out. Please. The so-called Catzilla was reported when one of the dam builders, not one of the dam builders, one of the D-A-M builders... <laughs> Those damn builders <laughs> <laughs> reported that he saw a catfish the size of a Volkswagen Beetle near the foot of the dam. Now, there have been catfish that have been caught and reported that were over, well over 100 pounds. They, and they were caught in the Kusa. But I, I feel like the catfish wouldn't have been the size of a car, even a small car like a Volkswagen Beetle. Interestingly, According to Dr. Zeb Hogan of the National Geographic Wild Channel, there's definitely car-sized catfish, though more than likely they're only located in exotic locales. He says he's even seen one, but obviously not in Alabama. I don't feel like that's right. That he's seen one? Well, no, that they're only located in, in exotic places. There's, there's a show, and I can't remember what it's called. But my husband used to watch it all the time, and it was about catching giant fish, and they're all over the place. Yeah, they're all over the place. He's not saying that it's that you're not going to find giant fish, but the, that size, one the size of a car, that's going to be a little bit different. Especially, I feel like on, in a river, because fish have a tendency to, their size depends on their environment. So I don't know that a giant catfish could continue to live in a river like the Coosa River. I mean, it is deep, but I don't. I just don't know that it would stay deep enough for that. You want to? You want to get real country right now? Could you imagine noodling one of those bad boys? <laughs> no, you would get eaten. <laughs> imagine the forearm you have to have to noodle one of those. All right, oh, now you got to explain. Now you got to explain what that is. And I'm going to let you do it since you brought it up. <laughs> All right. For anyone who doesn't know what noodling is, you go out into a riverbed and you're going to stick your whole forearm into, let me see if I can get my <clears throat> southern accent. You're going to stick your whole forearm into the riverbank and you're going to dig it in to the mud and you're going to wait okay. for, <laughs> you're going to hold your hand into a fist and you're going to wait 
for one of those bad boys to start sucking on it. And when they do, you grab them up and you're going to noodle them right on out of the water. Wiggle them on out. <laughs> That's noodling. But first you drink at oh, yeah, least a six case of pack beer. of, well, but it's got to be Bud Light. It has to be Bud Light or, or Natty Light. Light. Or Natty Light. Oh, yep. Yeah, I forgot about Natty Light. Yeah, it's got to mm-hmm. be Natty Light. And I have a couple of friends that uh, are going to appreciate the Natty Light reference. I'm going to really regret doing that accent <laughs> when I get out of this. Someone, someone, someone is going to record that and play it for you later <laughs> oh <laughs> over the loudspeaker at your work. <laughs> Great. <laughs> and if they did, weren't thinking about it, they are now. So <laughs> there, <laughs> there's been numerous reports, but there's been no official documentation of this giant catfish. Just FYI, I did find two accounts that are modern accounts of this sea creature, river creature, and I just had to include them. Uh, one of them, one of them is by far better than the other, but I just wanted to include both of them. So the first one. One of the strangest sightings of more recent days took place last fall, just after sunrise. A local man was fishing from a boat near Riverview Regional Medical Center when he noticed something, quote unquote, floating about 10 feet from the bank. Which, by the way, Riverview Regional Medical Center, that part of the river, that's, okay, that's a, kind of surprising. It's a very populated area. Very. <laughs> and I wouldn't think the river would be deep there, but maybe I'm wrong. Okay. This at first appeared to be a small log, although it disappeared as the curious fisherman approached. It reappeared a minute or so later, and upon closer investigation, it appeared to resemble a three to four foot long alligator. It disappeared a second time and did not resurface. The startled fisherman was reluctant to tell his story for fear of ridicule. You don't say. (laughs) Right. Right next to the Riverview Regional Medical Center. How much natty light had he had? Right. <laughs> but just wait. And this this by far was my favorite. It might have been the best part of doing the research for this entire thing, to be perfectly honest. According to a, and it looked like it was a guest reporter that this newspaper did um, off and on Northwest Georgia News. The guest reporter's name was Mike Raglan. I made a call to an old buddy, Elmer P. Suggins Jr., Elmer. I love that name. There's so... Nothing has sounded more Alabama than the sentence you just said. Who was the third cousin twice removed from James Duke up Armachui Way? I guess that's how you say it. Okay. So third cousin twice removed. Just make sure you keep that straight. Now, Elmer has a fishing shack along Oostentalu on state land. And I'm sorry if you were from that area and I said it wrong. Feel free to correct me. Don't. We're not going to look at it. No, we're not. Usually, you can find a group of his friends hanging around on any given day. They live off the river and make little white whiskey, plus grow their own smoke. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) My friends. (laughs) I called Elmer and asked him if he had ever seen anything like a river monster in all his years on the river. This is what he told me, and I've never known him to lie. Quote, Mike, one night, a pot, I'm going to, actually, I'm going to try to see if I can do this with a Southern accent. Do it. it I had to do it. I didn't have to do it. I did it. So you have to do it. I might come out just reading it normally. Mike, one night, a possum got into our mash. We didn't see him, and the poor fella flew right into the river and tried to swim to the other side. He was almost halfway when something about 20 foot long just rose up and swallowed him. It sure did like that drunk possum. We started feeding a lot of mash to the possums around where we are and feeding them to that thing. (laughs) CJ made a harness. (laughs) We caught the critter and began letting it pull us on skis. (laughs) Oh, it's better. (laughs) We had one of your fine officers set up with his radar gun at the head of the Kusa. Of course you did. <laughs> What's happening? When I left the Otusunala, I thought I was going to hit a tree at the county club. Or, sorry, the country you, club. You bested the <laughs> Natty Light. 
They clocked me at 82 miles an hour. There's a lot more, but you'll have to come up and visit and hear what everybody else has to say. Unquote. <laughs> and then he ends it with, so I guess they're still out there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> sure. I guess they are. Uh, okay, so that, that's all I had. I had to end it on that story because that is the best thing I've heard in a long time. Well, but well, before we get to mine, we have to get to what do you think it actually is? <laughs> uh, so I don't, I don't know that I completely feel like it's not something people saw. I mean, it was anywhere. The thing is when people are guesstimating how long something is from 40 or 50 yards away, it's not going to be accurate. It and also gets, they, it gets longer the more natty lights you have. <laughs> Fisherman stories. <laughs> so they were saying around 15 to 25 feet long. So let's say 15 was the long side of it. Um, maybe 10 feet might be the lower side of it. That's reasonable for an alligator if it had gotten up that far. And it only ever happened in the summer. So it's possible for that. And then as far as like the nose goes along with that, they could have been seeing, there's no telling what they could have been seeing, but they could have just mistaken it. Um, so I think it might be a combination of maybe they like saw alligator, alligator, like fish hybrid. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, I, I, the thing is, when we move into areas, we kind of take them over and we do push a lot of animals out of their natural habitats. So I feel like there could have been something in the water that was really big. I mean, we, like I've said, we've got over a hundred pound gar and catfish that we found. So it's not that hard to believe back in the 1800s, they had something that big. I don't think that the letter in from 1816 where they cut it open and found a person, a boat, like, I don't think that was accurate because I feel like they would have described the animal. Really? Because I feel like that was the most believable part of that story. <laughs> you would. <laughs> and the gun got it. So that was yeah, it. The it, gun was got the gun. it. Got stuck in his uh, throat. So I think, I think it's true. I think it's tall tales, but I think there's, there's an ounce of truth to it. So I think there was some big, big crazy looking things that nobody had ever seen because they weren't from that area. Well, I'm always a cryptid truther, so I'm going to go ahead and say that the original story where it swallowed the indigenous person and like a goat and a deer and a boat is um, true. Obviously. Uh, and what we're seeing today is uh, the offspring. Of, of, of that very, thing. very well could. Yeah. So who knows? But great. Okay, we'll go with that. Great cryptid story. Um I think. Uh, <laughs> I really want to find this guy and ride jet skis. <laughs> Do too. <laughs> I probably I wanna, know him. <laughs> I definitely need to drink a case before I let him get me on jet skis because I don't know what's pulling me. But uh, exactly, sounds like it'd be fun. Good job. Um, did yours have a name? No, it was just called the Kusa River Monster. Or the okay. Coosa River Loch Ness Monster. It's only, I mean, there there is Catzilla, but that was technically a different one. But they kind of put them together just because they're one of the theories is they could have mistaken it for a yeah. giant catfish. Okay, all right. Well, I'm going to tell you about the. Um, it's kind of similar, but not quite. <laughs> I can't wait to hear about it because you were laughing the whole time you were doing your research for I, it. I know. <laughs> Which, speaking of, uh, I originally was going to do a different cryptid, and then I found this drink pairing, and she was talking. Sam was talking about um, her cryptid, which is a water cryptid, and I was like, "Oh, you know what? I'm going to wait, you know, three hours, four hours before we record, and I'm going to start a whole new research project <laughs> on." A water cryptid from my area. So, anyways, mine is um, Normie. <laughs> it has a name. It's so cute. I know. They make it sound so cute. And, in fact, there is 
actually a, um, a normie, um, book, a children's book that is sold on, um, the, what is it? Lake, Lake Norman monster.com. So you can get the, a kid book that is specifically this normie cryptid, which is super cute. This is going to be your gift for every child, for all friends. (laughs) You know it. (laughs) So before I get started, uh, let me give you my resources. Um, WCCBCharlotte.com, an article on the Lake Norman monster. Uh, Cryptids.fandom.com. Charlottestories.com. LakeNormanMonster.com and obviously Wikipedia, but I only use Wikipedia to talk about Lake Norman, not about the cryptid, because Wikipedia doesn't have anything on Normie. Uh, Welcome to my world. Yours, you can use Wikipedia Wikipedia for a lot of yours. A lot of the ones I've covered lately, I couldn't find anything on it. Yeah, that's true. Um, Oddly enough, so believe it or not, Wikipedia... (laughs) has a limit and I there are some it things it does not cover uh, it it all depends on that five dollars so ah, that's true donate that five dollars they'll bring you more <laughs> content okay so normie um <clears throat> sorry i'm gonna have some issues tonight i'm still kind of sick but whatever it's never gonna go away it's, it'll go away. It's never going to give me up. Don't, don't recall right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I do that. So <laughs> between 1959 and 1964, the Cohen Ford hydraulic station was built on the Catawba river. In doing so, Lake Norman was formed. Lake Norman is the largest body of fresh water in North Carolina. At approximately 500 miles of shoreline, the lake is over 100 feet deep in some areas. Wow. The lake is owned by Duke Energy and is home to the McGuire Nuclear Plant. So, uh, every year, I, except for this year, um, we normally rent a boat and we go out on Lake Norman. So, Sam, you've done that trip with us. So oh, I didn't realize that was lake. where it was. Okay. Yep, you've been on this lake. It's a big lake. It really is. And uh, I work in a place um, where the nuclear plant is actually close by, and they do um, emergency drills on a regular basis. So we'll get, like, emails saying that uh, the nuclear plant's doing emergency safety stuff. So we'll hear, hear, like, alarms going off and things like that. It's pretty interesting. So better pay attention to those alarms. Yeah. Uh, anyways, even though this lake is man-made, there have been reports of a strange creature lurking in the depths for decades. And wait, and this was created when? Nine, it, it was between 1959 and 1964. And I put those dates like that because specifically that's what was on Wikipedia. But I found a different date from when it was it was done on one site and a different date from when it was done on another site. And I was like, all right, well, I'm just going to put what Wikipedia said because it's like a date range. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they, they built that, oops, they built that Cohen Ford hydraulic station, which is basically, it's the dam, which dammed it up and made that um, Lake Norman, which feeds okay. into Lake Wiley. Okay. Because you said decades and I'm like, all right, well, how long has it even been there? But okay, I'm on board now. Let's yeah, sixty sixty years. You know, that's decades. I was trying to well, make it's it been reported for decades. Well, no, it's been reported for decades. So I mean, oh, yeah, one of the theories, you know. Yeah, we'll get into it. Okay. <clears throat> so, what is this stand? There we go. There it is. One. So, what is this strange creature known as Normie? One website, cryptids.fandom.com, describes the creature as followed. And I'm quoting this because I can't not. Normie isn't shy. 
The creature is fond of chasing fast boats and often bumping up against water skiers and swimmers. <laughs> there have even been attacks. A scuba diver reported narrowly escaping a, a creature with a dog-like head and red <laughs> eyes that chomped onto one of its flippers. The flipper was lost, but the diver survived. In another incident, a person on a jet ski claimed that a monster surfaced in front of him and brushed up against his leg, leaving a slimy substance that caused an itchy rash. I think that was a bad encounter on a Saturday night, sir. <laughs> and that is all I'm going to say about that. I had to find an excuse. Let's make up a cryptid I found in the lake. So, <laughs> there's a lot to unpack on that one. <laughs> So what does Normie look like? When you said when you said the dog like face, all I could think of was the why can I not think of his name? Off of Neverending Story. I don't know his name because I've never seen the movie and we've talked about this. Man, that's gonna bother me. That's all I could think of was just this dragon dog like creature. I think that's what they were going for. <laughs> Maybe that's what they were thinking of. So Alcor. what is? I got it. I knew it was gonna bug me. Alcor. Alcor. Okay. All right. Well, maybe it's Alcor. A slimy, rash-inducing Alcor. Alcor. Falcor. F. Does Falcor give people rashes? No. No, he's a luck dragon. Well, Samantha, I think that's how you get a rash. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> from that one account <laughs> low-hanging fruit <laughs> so there's different accounts of what normie actually looks like we got a dog head with red eyes on uh on a, a, an account from lakenormanmonster.com reports that normie looks like an overgrown alligator so we got another okay. alligator CharlotteStories.com says that the creature resembles the Loch Ness Monster. Okay, well. But several other sightings describe Normie as a large fish-like creature. These are very different accounts. <laughs> that's why, like, that's one's <laughs> not even remotely close. At least on mine. They pretty much stuck to one look. No, people I know. just felt like they must have said it wrong. These people are just whatever's under there. They're describing it and saying it's all the one the one thing. No, I know. That's why, like, when I was reading over this, <laughs> that's one of the reasons why I was giggling over there. Because I was putting all of these, like, well, what does it look like? And so I kept looking at, like, what it looked like. And I was like, none of these even, like, none of them even resemble the other ones so. also for those who don't know especially those that maybe aren't local or even in the united states of the four of you an alligator does not look anything like a dog just clarifying no you don't want to not pet a little an bit. alligator no. not at all no, no unless you're certain people that i know From florida yeah <laughs> <laughs> Side note, last time before last that we were in Florida, we get a call right before we leave and his sister's neighbor has accidentally, well, they accidentally came across a baby alligator. To clarify. In their driveway. Her husband's, her husband's yeah. sister. What did I say? You said his sister. Oh, yeah. My husband's sister. Because um, she lives in Florida. So... Yeah, and they're like, well, so it, it walked off. It just, they didn't even, like, kill it or anything. It just walked off. So then my husband and the kids all go running towards the pond to see if they can see and or catch this baby alligator. And it's not baby, by the way. It was, like, I don't know, two feet long. I mean, big enough for sure. It could do some damage. And then on our way home, somebody had accidentally run over it because they thought it was a big stick in the driveway. And they ran over it. <laughs> and they, one of them brought it into the house and put it in the tub because they didn't know what to do. No. So the parents came home, like two, two other people came home and they were screaming at them because they were like, 
why is this alligator in our tub? And they're like, we didn't know what to do. You so it's moving it. around. It was not dead. It was not dead. So they had to figure out how to get it back out of the tub and outside. <laughs> they did originally. They did eventually release it, but okay. This is why Welcome you to the south. <laughs> this is why you don't go to Florida. <laughs> yeah, we have a friend that's there. She knows. So, um, the website. <laughs> so I can't. I can't. No. No. We're moving on. We're moving on, Samantha. <laughs> the website lakenormanmonster.com which this is I got a lot of information from it by the way so if you get a chance to go and look at lakenormanmonster.com they actually have so they're the ones who have the uh, children's book uh, listed and then they also have another book that's uh, about the Lake Norman monster um, that you can purchase and they have submissions for sightings of the lake nice. Norman monster question question okay. they have a book mm-hmm. about normie what does he look like in the book okay so there's not a picture on the um like there's not a picture on the adult book quote unquote adult book but there is one on the children's book and it looks like the Loch Ness monster okay so yes so get the children's book. It has a picture of it. And I'll, I'll post other pictures. There's, there's some wild pictures. Uh, but we'll post them on our social medias. Anyways. Oh, I, I found a couple of good ones for this one too. So yeah. Good. These pictures Perfect. will be fun to load. <laughs> uh, so I wanted to read off. There's not a lot of information about Normie. Except for the firsthand accounts. So I wanted to read off the firsthand, a few firsthand accounts that I picked that I thought that you would enjoy. So. Okay. <laughs> Our first one is the most recent sighting of Normie, and it was on January 10th, 2022. It was reported by Marcus Little in Cheryl's Ford, North Carolina. Marcus says, I was down on the pier, crappy fishing. (laughs) It's starting out great. (laughs) And there were seagulls feeding on bait fish about 50 yards from the dock. I was looking at him, and I noticed something sticking out of the water, but it was moving. The head was going forward, then it was slowed to a stop and take off again. I was like, what is that freaking thing? <laughs> it was like a, a brown color. You know he didn't say freaking. <laughs> <laughs> but that's his quote. He said, what is that freaking thing? <laughs> it was a brown color. About as big as a goose's body. It was no goose! Explanation point. (laughs) You don't say. It moved 20 feet, then slowly went under. I was blown away by whatever it was. I am not crazy! (laughs) Could it have been Normie? Question mark, question mark. My phone was dead when I finally got to to take a picture of it. Hate it when that happens. Well, Marcus, I think it was Normie. Or it might have been just a swimming goose. <laughs> okay. Geese can get pretty big. <laughs> Tell me they're about it. That, they're not that big. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. You've never been chased by a goose. Listen, I once got in trouble at Fisherman's work. Too. This is I'm about to tell this story. I was walking it. We have a geese problem at work. Listen, I've had them attack my car. We have dogs that patrol where I work to keep the geese away. But I was walking into a building one day because I work on a very large place that has a lot of buildings. And I had a soda in my hand. And I'm walking in and one of those geese popped out of the bushes and it started honking at me. And I threw my soda at it and ran away. And I thought that was the end of the story, except for I came in the next day and security stopped me and they told me that I could not attack the geese. And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. And so they pulled up the video of me throwing a soda (laughs) at one of these geese and running away. And they were like, you can't attack the geese. And I was like, it was attacking me. I was defending myself. <laughs> what are you talking about? So, yeah, I got I got in trouble for throwing a soda at a goose once. So that's 
happy Friday <laughs> to you people, you four people. All right. Second account. An anonymous commenter said on the post. Oh, this is an anonymous commenter on the post for what we just talked about. The comment we we just said. I saw it too. <laughs> okay. The same day. I I think it was like three months later when they put that <laughs> post on there, and I was just like, I can't not include this. That's, that's it. <laughs> yeah. That's all they said. That was it. <laughs> Right. They were very excited about it. Anytime I raise my voice like that is when they have an explanation point on it. And I'm just like, okay, that's how I'm going to More than it. one warrants saying it out loud. Exclamation point, exclamation point, yeah. exclamation point. Exactly. On, and I want you to see if you can pick up a trend. On January 8th, 2012, an, on, an anonymous person in Cornelius, North Carolina, submitted a signing saying, so I'd been telling this story for a while. Of a fall day, me and my friend, who also lived in Crown Harbor, were on her deck. And I'm sorry, there's not a lot of punctuation in this, so it's a kind of a run-on sentence. We're on her dock. We went every single day and sat out there or swam if it was warm, but we were always out there. Well, on this day, it was pretty foggy and chilly. Well, we look over and both see this super big creature making a hump in the water. It was dark black and like huge. (laughs) Not a snake. It was crazy. Me and her looked at each other and freaked out. I've never even seen anything like it. We were terrified. I lived over there for a while and fished all the time. Another time, me and my friend... We're down at a dock and it was nighttime and something huge jumped out of out at us towards us like it were trying to eat us. We took off running. I'm so scared to know what's under there, but so curious. I just now am posting this. I just now am post. No, they said and, but I just now am posting this because I got curious about the history of Lake Norman and came across this page and was spooked how people have the same story and description of the creature. First off, anonymous, they don't have the same description of the creature, but sure. One's a dog, one's an alligator, and one's a big fish. One <laughs> and has one's red eyes. And one's a goose. So <laughs> get your story straight. On January 15th, 2020, reported by Caleb Tyler of Cornelius, North Carolina, they said, It was a quiet and peaceful winter morning. You know, one of those mornings where the mist rises out of the lake high into the sky. I was just paddling along when all of a sudden, a bright light flashed from beneath. I stared down into the water and saw, to my shock, that the depths of the lake were illuminated with a ghostly white light. I see all sorts of creatures swimming in the glowing depths. Some were beautiful, others ugly, and some were just plain terrifying. Don't follow the lights. Don't follow the light, people. (laughs) But the greatest shock came when I stared into the light and realized I saw a black circle, like a pupil, in the middle of the glowing sphere. I then realized it was the glowing eye of a giant monster. Exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. I liked that one just because their words were very beautiful. Their words were very beautiful. So I actually was referencing something that you might not have caught because I don't know that you follow it, but Lord of the Rings. It sounded just like when Gollum's leading him through the the waters and you're not supposed to follow the lights because the lights are the eyes of the people that died. Some of them are pretty. Some of them are not. Samantha. It's exactly what it sounds like. (laughs) You're referencing movies that are like four to five hours long, and I can't make it 10 minutes into a movie. Books that were turned into movies, but yes. I understand that. Whatever. All right. So do you. I'm I'm also nerding out. It's fine. I don't. It doesn't bother me. But wow. That was really well written compared to the one you did right before that. It really was. So did you see it? I have one more, but I want to see if you see a trend with these. They were cooler days. First of all, they were all in January. Yeah. That's what I thought. Mm -hmm. So 
I was looking at that and I was like, oh, these are in January. So I'm going to pull one from June. So I had to go back a little bit. June 4th, 2016, reported by Brent Bromley Jr. in Mooresville, North Carolina, said. We was about to go dipping in the water. (laughs) So when I jumped in and got wet, I felt like Big Finn and it hurt. My foot did not get hurt or anything. I went under because my eyes were still above water and I wanted to look in. When I did, I saw something that I ain't never seen. I guess it could have been Normie. Also, quote. we are allowed to do this because we're from the South. <laughs> yeah, if you're not from we're, the South, we're making you fun of ourselves, <laughs> so it's allowed. <laughs> These are quotes, okay? They're quotes. <laughs> and you can't, look, I can't read something like that and not put the accent on it. That That is written in Especially an accent. Especially when you, when you hear it. Yeah. When you're reading it. I could try and read it without the accent, but you, you, can't, you can't do that. It's just, it's not possible. So there you go. So. Well, dang, he got, he got hurt. I guess so. Um. I hope you're it doesn't okay, say how many that it doesn't say how many natty lights any of these people had before. So. Nope, sure didn't. So, with all that said, over the years, people have speculated on what Normie could be. Theories range from a giant catfish seems like a theme mm-hmm. to an overgrown alligator. They're not local to that area, but sure. One of the more popular theories claims Normie is a nuclear mutated creature caused by (laughs) the water close to the nuclear facility. That's why I said decades. Hmm. How long has it been? How long has it been growing? Exactly. And it could be multiple creatures. So there was a cryptozoologist who uh, I read a quote somewhere. I'm not going to quote specifically because I didn't write it down. I was just making notes, but basically this cryptozoologist was saying that a lot of people tend to believe in this nuclear mutated creature, and they speculate that there was a scientist, quote unquote, that, and that's not an actual quote, that's me like loosely quoting, that was um, experimenting on making bigger fish for the area. And that could also be it. And they had the equipment to do it from that nuclear facility. What, they just let them go when it didn't work out so well? Well, I mean, you're talking about five over 500 miles of shoreline and over 100 feet deep. Might as well. Let them out and see what happens. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. So thoughts? What are your, uh, what, what do you believe? Um, well, I really love how there's always this theory, especially if it's something around a nuclear power plant, that these animals grow and, and get to these ridiculous stages where instead of like, no, it just has like a massive amount of tumors and it dies in a year. Like typically radi- radiation doesn't help them live longer. Um, if it does grow larger, again, I don't feel like it would live long. The theory of it being multiple things, different things, which is why the descriptions are all so difficult. That's believable. That makes sense. Um, It would also make sense even with the nuclear power plant theory, because it would all be different things. So it wouldn't be contingent on the fact that it's the same thing for multiple years. Mm -hmm. Um, So I could get behind that a little bit. Um, I don't really understand why all of them are called the same name. That's what's really bothering me. Well, I don't think anybody's gotten like, well, that's not true. Cause there was also an account. I didn't write it down cause I didn't, I didn't like it because it was a school bus full of children, but basically like 20 kids saw it at one point too. And they all described it as like a giant dolphin. So and the teacher like as well too. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I, 
I don't, I think, I think my opinion is that it might just be a mad scientist who is fusing the head of a dog onto a dolphin and putting LED lights in its eye sockets <laughs> and letting it go. That is terrible. What? That is animal cruelty and that is wrong. It is. I'm not saying I'm a scientist. I'm just saying that that's what I believe. Okay. No, I, I actually believe there's probably a creature there who, before they dammed it up, so this is my theory. Let me get into my theory. Before they dammed it up, it was free to roam wherever it wanted to go. And there were multiple different creatures that were down there, and then some of them got stuck. And now they're just yeah. there, and they don't know what to do, and they're scared. I mean, that would make sense. Yeah. But the, the only thing, and it's the thing that I typically have a problem with a lot of these stories, is you're relying on... So this is one reason why on the one that I did, it made it almost made sense that it was something that it was like prehistoric because they did live longer. Typically fish, reptiles, I mean, depending on the animal, obviously, but they don't live decades upon decades upon decades. So the fact that mine was in the 1800s, well, yeah, it really could have been a thing. Because it might just not be alive anymore. And fish are terrible. And they eat their dead very quickly. So that's that's my only problem that I have with these sometimes. Is, is they just don't... I don't feel like they live long enough for it to last this long span of time. Unless it was something like a dinosaur age or, or something along those lines. But Fair. I could get behind the animals. They could be descendants of the original mm -hmm. ones. They could. They could be descendant of like a dolphin and dog. That's not where I was going with that, but sure. Oh, okay. Um, anyways, great episode. <laughs> you did a good job. You did a great was, job. I really liked the first thing that you picked. So they were varying in their uh, eloquentness. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That's I, I'm a pretty good picker of first hand accounts. Um, I'm and they were all pretty good that. storytellers, too. They really were. Uh, I'll, I will give it to him. So good job, Anonymous, Caleb, Bromley, and I think it was Marcus. I can't see. All of the above. Yeah, all of the above. I can't scroll up. Good job. Um, great job. Anyway. We thought we could uh, use a little lighthearted episode. Some of yeah, the stuff's been after heavy lately. Terrible when you just did. <laughs> Thanks. It was a great episode. I thought you researched it really well and you 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 told us the story very well, but I also was very, very angry and I could only listen to it. Normally I go back after I edit it and I publish it and I go back and I listen to it after it's released so I can hear what everybody else is hearing. But that's the one I did not go back and listen to because I was very, very mad. Yeah. Well, that's why it was a good idea to do this. This was fun. It was, yeah. was lighthearted. It was great. And gave us ideas for other ones, mm -hmm. too. So. Sure did. Um, if you have any that you, by the way, would like to hear that you feel like nobody else has heard, let us know, please. Because this book had some that I had never heard of, and they're pretty fantastic. Cryptids mm -hmm. are fun. Cryptids and what, are great. I wonder, we may be able to do this like this for cryptids, because they're typically, they, we don't have, a, typically there doesn't seem to be as much information, so they're typically shorter. No, and we have a couple other things where we're going to do uh, joint episodes, too, that we were talking about earlier. Yeah. It's not just cryptids. True. So you get to look forward to that. Uh, anyway, great job to me. Great job to you. We've done Ditto. excellent work tonight. Where can our four fans find us on Instagram, Samantha? At Reaper Tales Podcast. You can find us at Reaper Tales Podcast on Facebook. You can email us at reapergals at reapertales.com. Be sure to like, subscribe, and follow us on all of the platforms. Um, Spotify. I was about to say Hulu. We are not on Hulu. <laughs> Do not look for us on Hulu. Spotify, iTunes, Pandora, blah, 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 Stitcher, all of that stuff. Like, rate, review, follow so that you know when our new episodes come out. And you give us a little bit of boost so more people can find our podcast. Absolutely. And until next time. The Reaper will come.